Welcome back, everyone, to another installment of Sports Take. NBA regular season has wrapped up, so you know what we got to do. Listen in, listen up, get it. She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 50 dub, I even got it tatted on me. 81, they'll bring the crashes to the party. And you know All right, we're going to start off. <coughs> Tom, are you okay? You good? All right, we want to make sure that everyone's on board. All right, we're going to start off with some top threes. NBA storylines. Like I said, we're going to be completely solely focused on um, the season as a recap and also a p- playoff preview. So, Hunter, which way are we starting? We can start with you or start with Talmadge? Let's kick it off to Talmadge first. He's the special guest. So, I'll have Talmadge go first. We'll do the snake draft style. All right. The top storyline for me in terms of most interesting. Gosh, dang it. The top storyline for me in terms of most interesting is Markel Fultz and his bizarre injury that still no one understands what happened. Mm, see, I had this on my list of possibilities. <laughs> that couple, You got to couple it, though, when you talk about injuries and weird injuries with the Kawhi Leonard one. Because that one's just as weird. And it's the same situation of doctors are like, yeah, this dude should be fine. Like, don't know what's going but on. Like, Kawhi can still shoot. Kawhi's just that was like, weird about Markel Kawhi's Fultz. just like, I don't want to get injured. Markel's like... He couldn't shoot a freaking basketball. Yeah, like he just forgot how to shoot. Which is it is the still but like cool. the most bizarre NBA story I've maybe even ever heard. But the Spurs one is weird, saying he's fine, and Kawhi Leonard's like, no, like I'm not healthy, and they're like, well, he's cleared to play. Like, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with him. That like he's holding himself out. Because like Markel Fultz wasn't the one holding himself out. It was just he couldn't shoot the ball, and still can't really. All his shots come from like within three feet of the basket, but he had a few jump shots his first game back. Did he make any of them? Yeah, he had like a sweet hezy hezy pull up Jimbo. There it is. Look at that. Look at him. So that's my number one. This Markel Fultz. All right, Tabo. Next pick. All right, for me, I'm gonna go with. I guess personally, I feel like the crazy amount of injuries this year, and just how there's just a ton of. Uh, there's been a ton of crazy injuries, and a lot of superstars are down. Like I just saw a tweet the other day where it's like, um, the all injured NBA team right now just has like a bunch of good players on it, like Kyrie, got Steph, Kawhi, uh, Cousins, Boogie Cousins, and um, Hayward. Hayward. Yes, that I guess they had technically had Hayward coming off the bench, but like yeah, there's like if uh if they form a team of all currently injured players, like that team is pretty nice. That's true. They, I mean, would they be number one seed in the West? That team? Probably. Um, my number one, the funnest storyline to me this season was the Clippers-Rockets post-game tunnel fight. After that game where they went through these back tunnel ways to go fight Austin Rivers and the Clippers. Um, that was like hot in the streets for like a couple days. It became meme-worthy, all that jazz. Um, my second one is I'm just going to wrap this all into one is just like the Cleveland Cavaliers as a whole has just been crazy to watch first LeBron trading away half of the Cleveland Cavaliers roster at the trade deadline 
Isaiah Thomas calling out Kevin Love for being sick. LeBron James sheesh and his wine movement. And then also to cap it all off, LeBron congratulating himself on Instagram for an accomplishment he had not yet accomplished was peak LeBron James. Where he's like, I want to like, thank you young King. And there's like a picture of him, like back in high school. And he talks about how he's going to accomplish this great thing that night. I'm like, it's a little weird to congratulate yourself on Instagram before you actually get that accomplishment. So LeBron James and the Cavs have been fun, interesting, hard. All over the place. <coughs> hard to watch, fun to watch, crazy to watch, confusing to watch, all all the above. So kick it back to Tabo, pick number two. All right, pick number two. Uh, very fun storyline and been like pretty recent. But, um, or simply put, just what is a rookie? What defines a rookie? What's been going on back and forth? Um Clearly, upon the debate of uh, rookie of the year between Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons, so I thought that's always that's been pretty fun recently. And like Donovan's pictures recently, um, Adidas having him the sweatshirts wear, they gave him, yeah, wearing him those those funny sweatshirts. So I found a lot of humor in that. What is a rookie? Someone who someone who's playing in their first f- full season on a team. So you think Ben Simmons is a rookie? By NBA standards, yes. He's but I'm not seeing your standards. I don't I, tell me what the rules are. I, si- I side with the I side with the NBA. So you think that Ben Simmons is a rookie, yeah? And you thought Joel Embiid was a rookie last year? After two years sitting yeah. Yeah, in his third year in the NBA, he was still classified I mean, a rookie. There's, there's obviously going to be like. Uh, well, I'm not, not asking, like I'm just asking what your like own personal opinion on the matter is. Yeah, but obviously yeah, it looks bad, but first full active season as a player, that's that's what a rookie should be. Okay. I just wanted to know your opinion. Okay. Pass it over to Madge. Madge, your last two picks. <laughs> All right. My first one is NBA beef. The beef that was going, going on this year. It's pretty dang broad. There's been a lot of beef. Let me, let me, Which one? Yeah, there's, there's, I'm just talking in general of – the NBA is bringing beef back to an extent. Embiid, multiple times, multiple times, has, uh, like, roasted people on Twitter, called people trolled out. Cat. Trolled, exactly. He dunked on Westbrook, and so then they had beef. Um, one time, Ben Simmons and um, Kyle Lowry, like, got in the fight, and were like, let's meet in the hallway. And now there's the Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons beef, which is also good for basketball, because they're both Don't forget the rookies. tunnel fight. There's the, the tunnel greatest. fight, like... <laughs> Like Hunter brought up, um, so I'm happy about uh, NBA beef because I've been sick of like the happiness of LeBron's friends with everybody and nobody hates each other. Way back in the day, like the Michael AAU Jordan days, style, it's stupid basketball. Back in the day with Michael Jordan, them days they uh, they all hated each other. Charles Barkley and Charles Oakley still don't talk to each other. Cannot be in the same room. Yep, you saw the same tweet as I did. Um. My last one. Your last pick. I'm going to go biased on this one, and it's the Jazz's turnaround because they actually have a historic turnaround season. We're well, not necessarily biased. Steve Kerr said it was the best storyline of the NBA season. Shout out so. to Steve Kerr then. Other than that, he's a bum. So, But it's the greatest single-season turnaround in NBA history statistically. So it's been pretty cool to see the Jazz actually like, 
put it together. I mean, some of that was just that Rudy was injured, but it's good to see him uh, turn it around. You know what I'm saying? Tavo, your next pick. Your last pick. My last pick. This is going to be pretty heavy. You ready for this? Go for it. Uh, J.R. Smith and Throne Soup. Oh, I forgot all about that one. That was actually a good one. That, you know. Chicken noodle? Is that what it was? They said it was. They said what it was. No way. Uh huh. Like the next day, because everyone's like, we have to know what kind of soup it was. So then, like someone asked him. Right. Uh, yeah. I can. I can check it. it in might a have sec. been chicken But yeah, for me, some research. For me, like I don't. Know, yeah, like you, like completely forgot about them when you're talking about like the, the Cavs umbrella and just everything that's been going on with the Cavs. That I was, was, I was under the radar. I was like, oh man, I hope he doesn't say it. But yeah, I'm glad you. You yeah. know, thanks for leaving it for me. You yeah, didn't know welcome. that. You didn't know that you're gonna leave it for I'm me. I'm leaving the door did. open. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was uh, Wylan and Boolin on a whole new level. Very entertaining. Thank you for making NBA great. Oh, yeah. So my last pick is going to be Tankapalooza. Everyone vying for the number one pick. And this year has been an especially great year for tanking teams. You got the Bulls, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Hawks, the Mavericks, all these guys vying for the number one overall pick. And it reached its pinnacle just a couple nights ago. I'm going to read you the starting lineups for these two teams. And I want to see how many of these guys you actually have heard of prior to this. Ready? Aaron Harrison. Kyle Collinsworth. Dorian Finney-Smith. Jonathan Motley. Dwight Powell. Shaquille Harrison. Davon Reed. Daniel House. Dragon Bender. Alex Lund. So how many is that? Four? Three or four that you've heard of? Also, the first one was the Mavs. And so I'd heard of Aaron Harrison. I've heard of Kyle Collinsworth. And I've heard of Powell. But if you weren't a Utah guy where Collinsworth went to BYU, you wouldn't have. Safe to say you probably would not know who Kyle Collinsworth is. Probably not. Someone living in Florida probably has zero clue who Kyle Collinsworth Collinsworth is. is Just because he's a local talent. We know. And the Phoenix lineup that you just described, I only knew their two bigs, Bender and Len. Pender and Lynn. So Shaquille Harrison has actually been playing for Phoenix for quite some time. At least most of this season. Where's Devin Booker? They sat him, I think. <laughs> and Josh Jackson. And Josh Jackson. And who's their point? Where's the, Tyler Eulis. Where's the and player? Alfred Payton. Yep. They sat all those guys. And the Mavericks sat <laughs> Dirk. They sat To me, the best example of uh, tanking was that Jazz Grizzlies game where they just decided to take Marcus Ole out with 24 points in the middle of the game. 24 points and never oh, bring him shot back. 12 for 13, and they just didn't bring him back <laughs> in the game. Not only that, but he watched the game from the rest of the, the rest of the game from the tunnel. He was just standing there's there. like, oh crap, he's yeah. gonna make us win this stupid game. And their coach was not too pleased with the questions after the game either. He got mad at one of the reporters who was standing there. It was really awkward. Because <laughs> he's just like, oh, yeah, like, why'd you take him out? And he, like, defended it. He's like, well, you know, like, a lot of fans come to see. They want to see Martin Gasol play, all that stuff. And he, like, coach, like, stared him down. He's like, well, we're worried about getting our young guys better. I was like, like, who? They don't have young guys to get better. I mean, Mario Chalmers probably isn't getting much better. Pretty sure he reached his peak, but. Yeah, they don't really have too much to develop. All right, now we're going to get into some real interesting stuff. <coughs> the NBA Awards. 
So we'll just go down the list of all the awards. Give me your guy and why you think they should win. Probably there's not going to be a lot of debate. No, we'll just go award by award. Okay. So you go. We'll all give our first one is most improved player. So we'll just go through. To me, this one is obvious. Who? It is Victor Oladipo. Hunter is gonna disagree. But, I disagree. But he's gone from he got he went from like an average, average, average NBA player, Russell Westbrook's butt pal over in OKC. It was just kind of like those little stooge to an All Star. Well, so it's I a mean, big turnaround. Most improved player. I would Ol- say he's less Ol- of a Oladipo. stooge. He was just they needed five guys on the four guys on the floor other than Westbrook, so they put him out there. Yeah, they did not use him at all. Tavo. Yeah, I, I agree. I have down Oladipo. Same reason. Yeah, he's definitely starting to blossom into a good piece. He's a good player in, in uh, today's league. I mean, I don't doubt. I don't disagree with the fact that Oladipo made a huge leap. But in terms of like coming out of nowhere this season, like we knew Oladipo, who he was. He was what the third overall pick, second overall pick from the Magic. We saw flashes that he could be really, really good. But most improved player is Spencer Dinwiddie from the Brooklyn Nets just because he exploded out of nowhere, almost doubled his points per game, more than doubled his assists per game, his made threes jumped from 38 last season to 141 this season, his steals jumped from 44 to 68, and he started 58 games this year as compared to 18 games last season. So if you want to talk about just like showing up on the scene – out of nowhere, your boy Spencer Dinwiddie came out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, he was like a end-of-the-bench guy for Brooklyn last year. This year, he was at All-Star Weekend. Granted, not an All-Star, but he won the skills challenge. So, that's got to be worth something, too. Did Oladipo do anything All-Star Weekend besides playing the All-Star game? No. Scored a couple points, maybe. My boy Spencer Dinwiddie has an All-Star Weekend trophy in his house. So... <laughs> I have no idea what team he was on. Maybe. So, there you go. I mean, he was also in the dunk contest. All right, are we coming back to me? All right, six-man. Talmadge. Okay, six-man. This one's interesting. I've got Manu Ginobili. So, oh, man. Here we go, and here's why. Because okay. everyone – so, the six-man award is similar to the MVP award, in a sense, because they basically say who's coming off the bench and has the best stats. Really – that Spurs team is kind of a mess, but like if you actually watch them, Manu is like their biggest playmaker and still like their biggest leader coming off the bench. Well, yeah, coming off the bench because they have no one coming off the bench. Him and it's Bert- a lie. Him and Bertons. It's a lie. They they are rotating players all over the place. But who else is coming off the bench? That's any Tony game? Parker. Tony Parker started. Oh, oh whoa! Games. It's what's his face. Murray's been starting like all year. Days, but Parker's not that. Parker's pretty washed up. Sixth man of the year is Monty Ginobili. He won't win. Yeah, he's not going to win. But believe the hype. It's going to be Lou Williams again, which is dumb. Tabo? <clears throat> My pick is going to be Eric Gordon for the Rockets. He really didn't have, like, that great of a year. Like, he was good. He was fine. But, like, it wasn't like, holy cow, Eric Gordon, like, check this guy out. Well, I mean, like in a situation, he didn't really need to do too much off the bench because the Rockets are 
So how are you going to go with him first? Six man. <laughs> because if just, he didn't do I don't just, step, just stepping up, doing exactly what they what they asked him. And like something that I was thinking about with um, six man of the year, like it seems like it's kind of always the same, like two or three people. Yeah. Well, it was year. Jamal Crawford every single year. Yeah. And now it's been like Lou Williams or Eric Gordon yeah. or Jamal so, like, what needs to change? Is this, like, I'll tell you. start making them starters then? Like I'll tell you what's not... going to change is it's going to be a new face. All right, and that face is going to be Fred Van Vliet from the Toronto Raptors. Because I'm going with the best bench guy for, from the best bench in the entire NBA. Now, it's probably going to be Lou Williams. And it's Lou Williams' award to win or to lose. But he also played 14 more minutes per game than Van Vliet. And on top of that, Van Vliet had a better offensive and defensive rating than Lou Williams. And Lou Williams, let's be honest, was like pretty much a starter for the Clippers. Like, sure, he didn't start the game, but he played like 34 minutes compared to the like 20 that the actual starter played per game. So I'm going to go with my boy, Fred Van Vliet, second year with Toronto. A little dark horse pick there for you. Nice, nice, nice. All right, rookie of the year. This is where it's going to get interesting, Talmadge. It's Donovan Mitchell, for obvious Let's reasons. Let's hear it. He's the rookie of the year because offensively, and I've watched this Jazz team throughout the year, he, Every game. he is the number one option, and it's not close on who's the number one option on offense. Yeah, it's not like Teams angles. have completely game-planned against him, and yet consistently he puts up 20 a night. Impressive. Where I've seen him literally in the second half, he amazes me every single second half that like that he's gone off because he's he takes games over. Yeah. As a rookie, he takes games over and will will get them wins. So to me, he had the impact of carrying the Jazz team to almost the third seed. They didn't show up last night, but a yeah. real team did in not, the West. He did not do so hot last with, night. With well, I mean, no one did. So it was a horrible yeah. Jazz game to watch. But um. A real jazz team that no one really wants to play. And I think a big part of that is because of Donovan. Ben Simmons a rookie or no? No, Ben Simmons is not a rookie. All right. Tabo? Uh, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons because I feel like that's what's most likely going to happen. And like Talmud stated previously on this podcast, that like the NBA has gone into this – we could even say a mental illness almost that everything is about averages. And so just clearly across the board, if you're thinking about averages, Ben Simmons just has better numbers. That's why Russell Westbrook won the MVP last year. Although like, he's still, he's, although he's, yeah, although he's averaged a triple double again, but now no, he's not even in the conversation. Cause people will realize that so the NBA matter. is a, is an interesting place, but if they're staying true to um, awards are given by averages, then I, wouldn't be surprised if Ben Simmons wins it. So let me start by saying that I think Ben Simmons shouldn't be counted as a rookie. Um, but the rules are the rules. And so for the sake of the argument, I'm going to have to go with Ben Simmons, even though my heart says Donovan Mitchell, and I really, really want Donovan Mitchell to win the award. But I just think Ben Simmons leading the Sixers to over 50 wins for the first time since Allen Iverson was there. Um, He's filled up the stat sheet. Like Donovan Mitchell's a fantastic scorer and is a hundred times better scorer than Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons, obviously, assists are higher, rebounds are higher. 
Um, although he can't score from further than five feet away from the basket. But I just think Ben Simmons is going to win the award just because I feel like before the season started, they had already pretty much crowned Ben Simmons Rookie of the Year. So I think, you know, obviously not only was it an advantage for him to sit and learn in an NBA system for a year, but he was also had an upper hand because he was the preseason favorite. So my heart says Donovan, my head says Ben Simmons. But I'm rooting for Donovan. Really want him to win it. I just think it's going to be hard because there's three awards that Jazz members of the Jazz are going to be good high contenders for. Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. They could probably win one. Outside shot at two of them, but there's no way that they're going to clean sweep all three of those awards. So... I think Jazz fans will have to be okay with one of their guys losing one or two of those awards. So, But on that note, we're going to talk about the Defense Player of the Year, which if this is if the Jazz are going to win an award, this is their award. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Rudy. This is like the actual year where I think it's like a pretty wide consensus that it's Rudy. Despite even, him missing 25 e- games. Yeah, the, yeah. Even, even after the games, people were like, you know, he missed a lot of games, but it's still going to probably have to be yeah. him just because of his impact. If anything, it helped him yes. win the award because the, they, I mean, the stats are here. Like their in defense, the defensive impact he made, um, their defensive rating is 107.5. When he's off the court, when he's on the court, it's 100.5, which is best in the NBA. Um, they're like ranked, what was like 18th in defensive rating with when he was missing time since his return they're number one in like every defensive category so yeah and and that stat where it's the defensive rating is through the season and so like that's yeah. even including some of the games where he wasn't really 100 percent. he was still trying to like fight back from the knee injury but really was probably shouldn't have been out but that shows like how much he impacted right. that like he missed 20 games and they were 18th in the nba but still, for the course of the season, they have the number one defense because that's how good he's been since he returned. Right. It's 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 complete dominance. Oh yeah. And like we've I, we've seen stats through the year about how Rudy's defensive impact is almost the equivalent of like Steph Curry's offensive, offensive impact, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, you can let Joel Embiid be a candidate, but I don't see how you give the award to anyone other than Rudy. This is, this is the year. Probably are you gonna to. play devil's advocate, or are you on board the Rudy Gobert hype train? Um, I feel like this is similar to kind of like James Harden's case, how Rudy Gobert has been. I don't know, could have easily like deserved to win it like multiple years in the past, and like kind of like it was touched on a little bit before that like this is this is the year, the conversation. Isn't I know there's not too many other people that are in the conversation, mm-hmm. and yeah, this should just be like just yeah, the everything that Jazz have overcome and um, how everything has just like come together, like you said, like there's three awards that the Jazz are right up there with the best of them to win. Uh, like it would be pretty disappointing if Rudy doesn't doesn't win. Yeah, moving on, Coach of the Year, the third award that Jazz fans are wanting to win. Tomage, Quint, are you a Quinn so Snyder I'm, guy? I'm with what you said almost about Rookie of the Year, where my heart really wants Quinn, and I think he deserves it. I don't think he'll get it. Yeah. I think they're going to 
end up giving it to um, whatever his freaking name. My mind has been blank. Stevens. Brad, Brad Stevens. Stevens from the Celtics. Boston. So he's probably going to end up winning it. They yeah they tell did. Let me drop some knowledge on you when Tom just finished up. Let me they, tell you why Brad. Let me tell you why Brad Stevens is going to win this award. Go um, ahead, Tomage. And like I'm all right with Brad winning it because he actually is a brilliant coach. That game with the Celtics Jazz, like the whole His game was coached call. well, and it was like they both made adjustments through the game. But in the end, Stevens absolutely won the chess match with like an embarrassing move by running a uh, a zone on us, and the Jazz just like. Didn't know what fell score. apart. Yeah. It couldn't score in the last few minutes. It was horrific. And then, of course, he ran like a perfect play right at the end of the game, knowing Although that was, knowing was Gobert was going to hang call. around the rim. <laughs> was that not the play call? Uh, not necessarily. I'm sure that that was run as a read. Whereas if Gobert does stay out on the three, take it to the rim. If he does, well, they didn't have a center out on the perimeter. Yes, they did. The play call wasn't they for had, Larkin had, to drive. They had like Ojale or whatever his name is. What's his name? Semi Ojale. Yeah, Ojale. They had Ojale out on the three. Yeah, and, but he wasn't being guarded. And Rogier drove, and Gobert sunk. Yeah. And so then he threw it out, and then kicked. Then they swung to Jalen Brown, and we all know what happened. Yeah. But the original play call wasn't for Shane Larkin to drive like that. But that was the first thing that happened. Yeah, I don't know what. Like I have the audio on my phone from the post game interviews, but that wasn't the original play call. <coughs> cool. Then never mind. Great play by Shane Larkin. Yeah. Um, Tabo, who are you going with then? Um, I'm kind of torn. I feel like I feel like Brad Stevens is going to end up winning it, but oh, personally, they, they I they ended poor though. Huh? They did. They did. Eh? Didn't end too hot, but ended fine. I like personally, like I like in my opinion, I feel like this person should should win it because of the turnaround and also through all the adversity that they've had to go through would be the Sixers head coach. Like, I know you guys talked about it a little bit like, earlier, how you are like, oh, congrats, like, you finally have a healthy team. But, like you said, it's – Well, they I haven't mean, had to be 50. clear, I think he's definitely, like, worthy of it. Okay, yeah, like, I um, – But, like, a team – I shouldn't – I don't think that we should reward coaches. It's my same issue with Dwayne Casey. We shouldn't reward coaches because the team finally played up to their potential. Like, 50 wins probably was a little high for the Sixers. But, I mean, we expected the Sixers to be good this year. Like, it's not like they shocked everyone by, like, oh, my goodness, they won more than 20 games. And it's the same thing with the Raptors. Like, giving Dwayne Casey the award would be ludicrous because we're going to reward a coach because the Raptors are finally good, even though they have two all-stars and fantastic role players. Like, Serge Ibaka is no scrub. Their bench has been good for a while. <laughs> Podal was a top 10 pick. Like, we shouldn't mm. now reward Dwayne Casey with Coach of the Year because their two all-stars got them to the playoffs. So, I mean, to reward a coach for meeting expectations, we need to be looking to give it to a coach who's exceeded expectations yeah. or I'm, overcome some sort of crazy adversity. Yeah. But, yeah, what I'm thinking is I feel like this, the coaches are – how long is Brett Brown – been with the Sixers three years. Okay, yeah, I would just say like it's kind of like perfect timing how they haven't been to the playoffs since AI 
or haven't won haven't won fifty games. Since have AI. not won fifty games since the two thousand one season when they went to the finals and lost to the Lakers. Yeah, and like they've just been promoting the whole like trust the process thing forever, and now to finally, I guess the fruits of their label labor, so to speak, are coming through. The fruits of their and label. Fruits of every single label that they have. Yeah. Now to see that like, everything's kind of coming to fruition, and they're in the playoffs, and they ended on a sixteen game win streak. This is. Uh, this season's definitely been in their favor, and it'll be cool to see how they how they do moving forward. So I feel like just red hot Sixers, the coaches isn't just in the right place at the right time. The process is finally being somewhat fulfilled. Let me tell you why Brad Stevens is the coach of the year now. Let's hear it. I need to bring out my paper for this because I have a lot of notes on this. The Celt- Boston Celtics returned four players from last year. Four of their what thirteen guys. Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Al Horford, Jalen Brown. On top of that, they lost Gordon Hayward for the season in the first game. Kyrie Irving missed 22 games this year, and he's going to miss the playoffs. Al Horford missed 10 games. Um, Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris each missed 28 games, and Jalen Brown missed 12 games. So that's 100 games missed between those five players, and that still doesn't count the 81, practically 82 games that Hayward missed. And Brad Stevens still managed to eclipse the Celtics' win total from last year, improved their defensive rating with a point guard that was tabbed as a defensive liability, and turned Jason Tatum, a guy who everyone questioned if he could be a three-point threat in the NBA, into the best three-point shooting rookie in this year's class from a percentage standpoint. Now, I know Donovan Mitchell broke the record for most threes made by a rookie, but Donovan or Jason Tatum led the rookie class in three-point percentage, but on top of that was eighth in the entire NBA in three-point percentage, better than guys like Steph Curry, J.J. Redick, and Kevin Durant. <coughs> so just because of roster turnover because of the injuries that Brad Stevens has had to deal with all season long and to still win more games this year than you did last season when you were in the number one team in the Eastern Conference, that should get you Coach of the Year award right there. I don't know how. I mean, Quinn obviously is very deserving. Uh, McMillan from the Pacers is very deserving. Brett Brown's very deserving. Dwayne Casey is not deserving. (laughs) Brian Scalabrini laughed at me when I said it should be Brad Stevens. And he's like, you'd give it to Brad Stevens over Dwayne Casey? I was like, look, dude, like, look at the injuries the Celtics have had all season long. Like, you can't overlook that. What has the Raptors had to deal with all season long? Nothing. They're two all-stars. That's what they've had to deal with. I think Quinn's case is almost identical of what Stevens' case is. Yeah. Where Roster lost turnover. His, lost his, uh, like, his whole team. Lost his starting point guard. Lost his star player. Lost like everything minus Gobert. My, minus the defense player of the year. Right. And, but I mean. But then that defense player of the year missed 30 games. Yeah. And so he missed a bunch of games. And you're basically running a team through a rookie on the offensive end. And you had to train a new point guard. And you've completely turned Rubio around. Because Rubio yeah, started Rubio off horrible. been a crazy turnaround. Yeah. And I'm sure Rubio would, would give a lot of credit to that. Yeah. To Quinn. I'm sure. And so Quinn's argument only is project, very similar. The only project Quinn has never aced is Alec Burks. Seems like Alec Burks is getting worse every year. He's like, he's always just been a mess, though. But like, he was good his first year, and then it seems like every single year since he's regressed. 
I mean, am I, I wrong? Feel like we, like, I, feel like we, like I feel like we, we felt like he was good because he showed so much potential, but it always just kind of stayed at potential, and now he's like losing the potential because he's losing motivation. Now he runs in and hucks up threes really quick, and you're like, what and are you doing? Freaking flat shot. Oh, it's just so ugly. Yeah. And then Quinn doesn't play. So. Also the Trey Lyles experiment. Quinn was... Well, Trey Lyles, I feel like he realized that really quickly. He was like, oh, Trey's not good. I mean... Trey Lyles sucks, and now we know why. It's because apparently he has zero work ethic and doesn't like to practice. <coughs> so, I mean, that's going to bode well for you in the future when you're trying to get contracts, and other teams look at that, and they're like, this guy was mad and hated playing for the Jazz because they made him practice. He's a bum. Yeah. I saw a tweet. It was a good one. I want to give a quick shout-out to whoever tweeted it. Was They said, no wonder, like, no wonder Trey Lyles hated Utah. We all live in log homes, and all he brought was a bunch of bricks. <laughs> Get it, Tavo? I do. You, sl- you let out a little smirk. Pretty savage. That was a good one. All right. The main award. This one's get, we might. Get, this one's gonna get pretty heated. MVP. Talmadge, we already talked about this a little bit before. Is the question who's going to but win it? But present or who your argument of why LeBron James should win MVP. Because he's the most freaking valuable player in the league. If you did a draft with, I'm talking every GM in the NBA, and you said, who do you take number one overall if you want to win a title this year? All of them take LeBron. And don't tell me that they don't, because they would. Yeah. If it's for one season only. A far less good of a team than Hold James on. Harden is the does. draft for one season one or season. is it for like the future? One season because it's the most valuable player for the season, right? Well, and I'm so, just talking about your hypothetical draft. In this in this hypothetical draft, if they were going to do that, it would be for the season. If you want to win the title this year, who would you draft? And it's LeBron every time. There's no question but about the it. But the difference. And, and James Harden isn't even second. It's, it's KD probably after that. Well, yeah. Even though KD's really hurting his argument at anything right now. But the question is... can't do anything the, without the Steph award, all of a sudden. The award is not the greatest player of No, the he's year. the most valuable. The Look most at his valuable. numbers. It's not It's not like he's, not, but, he's putting up bum numbers. You're just looking at offensive numbers if you're talking about bum numbers because his defensive numbers are bum numbers. He's lost His defensive numbers are over the years. terrible. Terrible. Let me let you know why. James Harden's defensive statistics are also horrible. It's camouflaged by a good defensive James team. Harden should be MVP this year. It's not even close. <laughs> not even close. Oh it's the James God. Harden is going to run away with this award. Sure. LeBron, I will concede LeBron James is the better player, and he's had greater total numbers this year, but let's not forget that James Harden also missed like three weeks because of an injury. But Harden has been the best player on the NBA's best team. And when it comes to the MVP award, we need to look at it from a bigger perspective. Every facet of the game. We failed to do that last season with Westbrook, and that's why we gave this guy an MVP when he in no way deserved it. And he was putting up a triple-double on a (laughs) mediocre team. We can't make make the same mistake this year. Um, LeBron James... As a, his team, the Cleveland Cavaliers have drastically underperformed this year. His team sucks. His team, his team does not suck. Are you kidding me? 
What name is supporting cast, please? And let's let's match that up against the Rockets and an see who has a better supporting an cast. An all-star Kevin Love. Oh, how many games does Kevin Love miss? A point guard that you just called the Jazz star point guard from last season. No, I said starting point guard, and they had him for half a year. Um, what other? What else you got? What else you got? They had George well, Hill versus Chris Paul. We really gonna make that argument? But you, you yourself picked Cleveland to be the number one seed in the East this year. Before the season started, I don't know that I picked them to you be the number one over the like. The I listened back to the podcast this morning for a segment we're going to do later. Okay, um, they're still going to go to the finals. They might, but are you I'll, as certain of it now as you were to start the season? I'll make a bet still that they would go to the finals because I was. LeBron, but your confidence LeBron, level playoff LeBron versus and, and no, I, I'm still. But you firm, can't. You can't confident. argue that the Cavs have met expectations this season. Sure. Have they met expectations going into the season? Are they where they are now, where you expected it's, it's them to, to be? Say that, it's hard to say that ever because if with well, LeBron, his expectation is best or nothing. So they underperformed because they weren't the best. So they underperformed, finishing fourth in a terrible Eastern Conference, and LeBron himself has been terrible defensively. The whole Cavs team has been terrible defensively. But how bad has LeBron been defensively this year? He has a worse defensive rating than James Harden, who's notorious for being bad at defense. James Harden's team is a far better defensive team. Um, where's the other? I have more numbers here. The difference is that Harden never plays the blame game with teammates. Meanwhile, LeBron is constantly pointing fingers at teammates, trading guys away, and yelling at coaches. I mean, Tyron Lue, he left because of health reasons, but I'm sure a major factor in that was the stress that LeBron James puts on a coach. I mean, there's viral videos of him yelling at coaches during timeouts. He's pointing at player at teammates when he's the one who makes a defensive mistake. Um, the MVP should be an all-around award that should cover every facet of the game. And this season, Harden has been the best player in the NBA in nearly every single aspect. And I have a long list of... So, defensive rating categories. is attributed to how many points the other team scores while you're on the court. While you're on the court. And so don't tell me that the the Rockets' defensive rating has anything to do with James Harden because it does that, not. That impacts it. No, it does not. It literally Absolutely. does not. He has a great watch rim, the, he has a great watch rim protector game. Watch in the his game center. And tell me that LeBron has been even average defensively. Defense is about effort. And LeBron James has put zero effort into defense. If you're telling so, – so here's – we're going to go again. Who's How if, would you say if that you LeBron's had someone, If you had someone and it was – in a serious game and you needed to shut someone down, do you trust LeBron to shut that person down more or James Harden? LeBron, but the question is, has he done that this season? He... No. Hasn't you put the, he hasn't if put you the had effort to put, on the defensive If you end, had no. to rate LeBron James' defense, so let's, 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 defensive effort let's this year, 1-10. to 10. If, if LeBron did put in a bunch of effort... But he didn't. The, if he did, I'm, I'm saying hypothetically. Okay, so how can you give him the MVP award did, when he didn't do if it? If he did put a bunch of defensive effort on... Would that have changed the Cavs' defensive results? Yeah. No. No, yeah. it would not have. His yeah, team is trash. His team is a if you, terrible defensive look how, team. Look how one player can impact a defense with Rudy Gobert. The, are you claiming that he's Rudy Gobert? You, he can block yeah. the same shots Rudy Gobert can. He can change the look same at, shots. No, that's a stupid argument. His, that's a dumb argument. Look at his, dumb argument. No, look at his numbers defensively in his first few years in the NBA. What is he that? He was a great that's defender. A he has a different team. He was a, yeah, he was a great one-on-one He was defender. a great, yeah. But has he been the same defender this year? He hasn't put in the effort, no. Exactly. So, so he hasn't tried. I've watched so James Harden. He's give... not putting in the effort. His team is a good defensive team. But also James Harden's not playing the blame game when he's the one who has a mental lapse defensively. 
are we saying the Cavs didn't deserve to be blamed about a bunch of stuff? LeBron James takes zero ownership in the Cavs holes. Well, and the Cavs short because that's weighed with LeBron also doing everything. Everything. He's literally he literally Every- carries them. He carries them. Yeah. James Harden carried the Rockets for four years. And where did they go? Nowhere. Still. Shout out to the Spurs knocking you out last year. Great work. The point remains is that how can you give the MVP to a guy who puts in zero effort on one side of the floor and then blames his teammates? But here's what I'm telling you. Harden 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 doesn't put effort in. It's just hidden by the fact that his team is a good defensive team. Okay, offensively, Harden has a better offensive rating. Harden has a better offensive box, plus or minus. Harden has a better overall, plus minus. Harden has a better win shares per 48 minutes. Harden has a better win shared overall. Harden has a lower turnover percentage. Harden has a better player efficiency rating. And most importantly, Harden's team has exceeded expectations this year. You're ridiculous. If if you traded if you, if, you traded, stats, if you traded if you, if you traded Harden for LeBron, how good, are the, what how good are the Cavs the, right now? The, how good are the Cavs? The Please tell me. Is, Please tell me how good the Cavs are. How many games they win? Fifty. They'd probably win fifty games with James Harden. Nope. They would be like a seventh seed. Promise no, absolutely you. Absolutely not. Absolutely. No. They can't. They would be the even Rockets, worse defensively. The, the Rockets won. What was it like? Fifty-five games last season with just James Harden practically. They had like the exact same team minus Chris Paul. No. They didn't have Luke and Bamute last year. They had PJ Tucker for like a month last year. So Luke and Bamute is, is a big game changer. Yeah. Okay, man. man maybe they're in trouble for this first round. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna hurt them. No. If they're he misses gonna, time, in, if sweep, he misses time in the second round, Minnesota. they can be in trouble. Okay, second round. But they said he's just gonna be out for the first round. Okay. And if they were playing OKC in the first round, they'd be in trouble. But they're playing Minnesota, who's also drastically underachieved, just like the Cavs. Well, they lost Butler, so that's not even a fair argument either. But I'm saying, if you put... How many games do the Cavs win this year, Tabo? Can you look it up for us real quick? They're the fourth seed. You're telling me that James Harden on the Cavaliers' this team would not reach fourth seed in the Eastern Conference? I don't believe so. Really? They're, the they wouldn't be better cast, than the Miami the Heat? The supporting cast is bad. They wouldn't be better than the Miami Heat? No. I think the Miami Heat's roster overall is better than the Cavs. They wouldn't be better than the Indiana Pacers. The Heat roster is better than the Cavs? Yeah. They, they had one all-star. Dragic, who made it because Hassan of, Whiteside is like, pretty close to an all-star player and Kevin protects Love, and protects yeah, the rim. And Kevin Love, their defense is, an is far better player. because Hassan Whiteside protects and the Kevin rim. And Kevin Love is an all-star player. So you're telling me that Cleveland with James Harden this year does not win 50 games? I don't think so. Okay, well then you just don't know basketball. No, I absolutely know basketball. James Harden Where, would take because that team LeBron to 50 is more valuable. James Harden and would more take influential that team to 50 on the team than James Harden. Ja- LeBron is starting to become a. Uh, player, I'm not gonna. I was gonna say the, a the Rockets team. continued to win when Harden was out. If you took LeBron out of that Cavs team, they would not win at all. They did not continue to win at the same rate. They went like 500 without James Harden. Search, this up, year. search up the record when Harden was out. Double. Don't don't We're play this game. It. This is. I promise you, they they like the, what did he miss like eight games? They went games. like five and three. No. But you said it yourself, LeBron put no effort defensively. I didn't say no effort. You don't just play no effort. You said he didn't try defensively. He yeah, you know he didn't put in the effort so in you're terms of like give what he the is MVP offensively. To just a guy who just he's the most valuable player. The, the definite the best the defi- player. The definition of the MVP is the most valuable player. He's the best LeBron player. is the most valuable to a team. Not this season. Absolutely, he is. Every season in for the, the playoffs, for the past ten in years, the regular season in the two thousand. We talk about James Harden's been robbed season. all these years. 
LeBron has been ro- LeBron freaking James. Has yeah, won but he has four, four MVPs. MVPs. Yeah, James Harden has out of zero. the past ten years, zero. He's been the best player James on Harden the planet has not won for the past ten years. Once, not once has James Harden won an MVP. Six, even though he's been six years basically. LeBron, even has been though robbed. he's been top three the last five years. Six years, LeBron. Ever robbed. since James Harden got to Houston, he is like a top three MVP candidate. Has not won once. He got robbed last year. He got robbed three years ago. James Harden deserves the MVP. This year, he has been the NBA MVP. He's going to win the MVP. Yeah, because he's, he's been the MVP. He is the MVP. He is the MVP. He's LeBron the is the greatest player in the NBA. And the most valuable. But you can't just not try a lot of the, I promise a you. large portion of the time and expect if to win If they MVP. did that hypothetical draft, LeBron would go number one overall because everyone knows he's the most valuable player. Yeah, because if you say LeBron, you the best chance to championship, win. then sure. He, he had, he's the best not, chance to win, which is why he always he, he struggled. We're looking at LeBron's the 2017, 2018 LeBron's regular season struggle every only. year in the middle of the LeBron year. Can, yeah, LeBron can win a finals MVP, sure. He but turns it look- around in the playoffs and shows you okay. that he's still the most valuable player in the world. And MVP doesn't factor in playoffs. If it did, Westbrook wouldn't have won last season. But I'm saying... But we're looking at who, the, M- the it, regular who season Who is the only. most valuable player? It's LeBron, LeBron James. But this season, will he win the award? No, because this season... No, he won't. Because James Harden the NBA has doesn't been know better anything. in the regular season. James Harden has been better in the regular season this year than LeBron James. His team has been better. James Harden has been better. His team has been better. Yeah, his team has also been better than the Cavs. That's why the Rockets had the number one record in the entire NBA, and the Cavs finished fourth in a crappy West Eastern Conference. I'm done with this argument. It's done. That, my friends, is the face of a man who lost an argument. I, I didn't lose. I still know LeBron's MVP. Well, we'll see when the awards I'm, surpri- come I'm surprised you didn't. I know he won't win. He won't win because he's not an MVP. He is, though. No. He absolutely is. I'm surprised you didn't just say the NBA just needs to change the like the wording in the title because that's like um before and i think it was well, probably it's the like same the idea of why charles barkley and carl malone won mvps <laughs> in the 90s and it's the same reason why steve and steve nash won the mvp over like kobe bryant and Shaq. it's not the greatest player it's who that season had the best regular season performance so really the MVP it should be not, player of the year it's well that's best, what goes into the award Sure, if you want to change the name of the award, they just happen to name the award MVP. Most valuable player is not valuable. Yeah, but that's just the award. That's not necessarily a fault on the guys vying for that award. Carmelo is also not more valuable than Michael Jordan. Yeah, but Carmelo has an MVP. Charles Barkley has an MVP. Steve Nash has an MVP. Derek Rose has an MVP. All So noted jazz fan Talmadge says Carmelo was not an MVP. Okay. He, he was not right. the MVP. No, he won the awards. I don't believe he was the MVP. Okay. He was not the most valuable player in the league that year. All right. I just wanted to get your response. Well, we're going to take a breather after that. That one got intense. But we'll come back at you with our NBA playoff preview. <coughs> All right. Well, uh, Talmadge is currently dying. That's our second there. segment. <laughs> that started off with a Will Talmadge live? Stay tuned Over next time. Under. All right, uh, we are going to hop into some playoff um, NBA playoff preview. Uh, we're going to start with Eastern Conference. Hunter, do you want to kind of steer the boat here? So, yeah, we'll go through each conference. We're going to do an upset watch, a player to watch, a surprise team or player, and then who eventually we think is going to be the Eastern Conference champs. So, Tom, we're just probably going to take a breather this one. Um 
with his allergies. So me and Tabo are going to take the lead on this. Tabo, your upset watch in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, my upset watch is going to be the Miami Heat. How are they, would they be upset, though? They're the sixth seed. Oh, okay, so it would be Philadelphia. Are they saying, okay. like, team that would commit an upset? No, who should be on upset watch? Which is, this is actually interesting. So, like, for me, I used to, as a whole, I have, like, a very big spotlight on Philadelphia just because there's a lot of things that could happen to them, and, like, there's a lot of excitement behind them, so you want them to do really well. But also, they don't have any playoff experience. You don't know. Worst. You don't know exactly what's going to go. This there. is the whole city of Philadelphia. Uh, no, the city cities heard they're pretty good at football, <laughs> professional football. The, uh, the whole city and its population and the fan base of Philadelphia is just crappy. Or like there's a college program around there called like Villanova. They're okay. And no one in Philadelphia cared that Villanova won either. <laughs> but um, I'm actually going with you. I put down here Heat over Sixers. So you get no Embiid for a few games, lack of playoff experience. Um, I use this word lightly, but a rookie, quote-unquote, leading your team, going up against one of the best coaches in basketball and a team that will come out and compete every single night. The Sixers should most definitely be on upset alert. Player to watch, Tavo. You got your eye on anyone in particular? Specifically looking for one guy to come out and shine in the Eastern Conference playoffs? Um, I guess... I'm probably just going to go with uh, the two All-Stars up in the six. Go with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. See if they're actually able to finish the job and win the Eastern Conference. Because they're coming in, coming in hot with the ones. My confidence level? Yeah. It's probably just five. You're just kind of like, they could do it. But There's a guy named LeBron James who's really dang good. Yeah. Although he's not an MVP. but So I, I, I really want to see them shine. They got to you got to show up and show out during the showdown. So my player to watch is Victor Oladipo. Yeah, that'll be sweet. So Oladipo exploded onto the scene this season in his first year with the Indiana Pacers, but has since quieted down towards the end of the season. I think that's just kind of like season fatigue on the part of the media and the fans. Um, obviously a great storyline at the beginning of the season and throughout the middle of the season. Fans kind of want to hear something new, so I think they stopped covering Oladipo. Um, but I'm interested to see how Oladipo does in his first real playoff series. Like, yes, he was a member of last season's Thunder team that lost to the Rockets in the first round. But let's be honest, he was there just standing and just watching the Russell Westbrook show. But Oladipo is going to go up against inferior guards on that Cleveland team. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Oladipo can win, can will the Pacers to a couple wins and make it a competitive series with the Cavs. I'm also interested to see Lance Stevenson versus LeBron James playoff series part two or part three. The pace, the Lance good. Stevenson back on there. the Pacers playing LeBron in the playoffs. It'll be fun to see that whole series. Um, surprise team or a player. So uh, someone who can come out of nowhere, take the NBA world by storm for a hot sec. Uh, see, now I'm going back to Philadelphia because there's there's a lot of options where they can go. It would be great to see them. Covington run. might suddenly go off for 31 night. Yeah, it would be, be crazy to see if they can pull together a couple series dubs and find themselves either in the finals or Eastern Conference finals. So I'm going to go with a player, my man Terry Rozier for the Celtics. So no Kyrie Irving for the Celtics, which has led some people to count out Boston in this first-round matchup against Milwaukee. However... 
The Celtics are 15-8 and eight this season without Kyrie, which isn't ideal, but they've certainly managed to stay afloat without their all-star point guard. Um, and a big reason for that has been the play of a one Terry Rozier, Scary Terry. Uh, he's averaged 15 points, six rebounds, and five assists in 32 minutes without Irving this season, and has even managed a couple of triple doubles. So don't see, be surprised if you see Rozier start to fill the stat sheet with Irving out for the playoffs this year. I think the Celtics will... I'm actually going with the Celtics in round one against Milwaukee. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, no, Gordon, no, Kyrie going up against Giannis but I don't know I'm still feeling it I I'm picking them in the first round second round not quite as confident we'll see yeah um but with that being said who do you think will advance from the Eastern Conference I just (sighs) gave a preview it's not Boston for me but I want I want the Raptors really want I really I really 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 want I really want Drake to make another song about the success Whoa. of Toronto. Back to back. But to back? Part two. I don't know why or how, but LeBron's probably gonna end up doing it again. The Cavs are probably coming out of the East, and I won't be very happy about it. Until Toronto proves that they can actually show up in the playoffs, you have to go with Cleveland. Um I've been teeter tottering back and forth with this pick because you know, Toronto's obviously been the best regular season team in the Eastern Conference. Um, the Cavs have struggled both on and off the court with a lot of different problems. But for now, I need to just go with the proven team, and that's Cleveland. Um, with that said, I think that whoever wins this potential – so Cleveland and Toronto will most likely play each other in the second round, um, with Cleveland being the four seed and Toronto being the number one seed. So if Cleveland and Toronto both win in the first round, they'll meet in the second round of the playoffs – I think for sure whoever wins that series is going to go to the finals. Um, But let's move on to the Western Conference. Upset watch, Tabo, in the West. This isn't much of an upset, but I'll go Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, me and you are both on the same page. Uh, It's hard to imagine many upsets. I think it's going to be a fun series. I think Spurs-Warriors is actually going to be a really fun series, although I'm confident the Although the season series was 3-1. I just feel like Pop, you know, you you can't overlook Pop, especially in playoff yeah. time. But playoff Warriors are just – I mean, it's the same thing with playoff LeBron. Like I mean, the Warriors it, is, it is a Stephless very, Warriors, though. But the Warriors very clearly did not care the last, like, three months of the regular season. Like, they were skidding by on pure ta- – just, like, talent. Yeah. Just, like, zero effort. But um, I'm going with Jazz over the Thunder, too. We've talked a lot how Rudy – the return of Rudy Gobert changed the season for the Jazz – um, the Thunder actually won this season series against the Jazz 3-1. to one. However, all of those games took place before Rudy Gobert returning from injury. So I'm interested to see how a different, a new look Jazz team will match up against this Thunder team. Um, but I think that if the Jazz team that we've seen the last three months shows up and the Westbrook we saw last season's playoff series against the Rockets shows up, then I think the Jazz could win this in six games. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Six, six, I mean, I think it'll be a fun competitive series for sure, though. Um, your player to watch in the Western Conference. Oh, man, there's two guys that I feel like in the situation that they're in right now. So it's kind of hard for me to pick, but I'm going to go with the the latter of the two that were really in my head. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Ooh. I want to see how he does. 
in his second postseason appearance, right? He got swept by the Warriors yeah. two or three years ago. Now he's back. Yeah, and they'll Playoff be, Rondo. Yeah, maybe they'll start uh, getting those real nice dimes going, but it'll be it'll be sweet to see the type of um, fight and intensity that he brings in the playoffs and hopefully trying to steal a couple from the Trailblazers. So my guy to watch, there's a lot of different ways I was thinking about going with this. I could obviously go Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, James Harden, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis. Those are all some guys that come to mind when I think of players to watch in the West. However, the one I'm really interested to see is Paul George. I'm interested to see how he reacts to playoff Westbrook, who can be even more sporadic at times than regular season Westbrook. And I'm also interested to see like, if all his talk about, oh, I want to try and win a championship in OKC, if it's for real or not, or if he's kind of already has his sights set on L.A. this summer. So I want to see how he responds to some of these questions that are obviously going to be uh, going around regarding his future with the Thunder. Um, I want to see how he responds to Westbrook hucking up these crazy threes each game because he got really mad last season in the playoffs when cj miles went for a game winning three <coughs> so i'm interested to see when westbrook goes two for ten from three how paul george will respond so surprise team or player though you got anyone that might surprise us all out of the west um probably i guess not necessarily a surprise but i'll probably say the performance of damian lillard Dame time can carry over to the playoffs. Yeah, and like really make a statement against the Pelicans. That'll be, I mean, I feel like that'll be very fun to watch. And also, I feel like. And he has to go up against Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo's a different beast, man. Playoff (laughs) Rondo's crazy. Yeah, keep your eyes on him at all times. Dislocated his elbow mid game and just threw on a padded sleeve and played the rest of the game. He's like, I got a couple more dimes than me. Yeah. Um, So my surprise. It's going to be a player. Um, but the playoffs are just a great opportunity for some of these like lesser-known guys or these under-the-radar guys to have their coming-out moment. Like last season, I think a lot of people realized Joe Johnson wasn't on the Brooklyn Nets anymore when he had a game-winning shot for the Jazz. Um, other guys, playoff Rondo is one of them. Uh, last season with the Bulls, he kind of came out of nowhere. Kelly Olynyk got himself a $50 million contract from Miami because of in part, how well he played with the Celtics in that Eastern Conference semifinals. Um, so I think this year, Royce O'Neal is a guy that a lot of people are going to have the opportunity to watch that they may have not seen him play yet. Obviously, Jazz fans know how good Royce is, and he's been a terrific role player for the Jazz this season. But in the first round, he's going to be counted on to guard guys like Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And then if the Jazz win in the first round, he's going to be counted on to guard guys like James Harden, Chris Paul. So I think this playoffs will really be a nice coming out moment for Royce O'Neal and have then get that national attention that he pretty much deserves from how well he's played in his role spot with the Jazz this season. But when it's all said and done, only one team can come out of the West, Tabo. Who's it going to be? It's going to be the Houston Rockets. Oh, going against your Warriors, huh? Yeah, it's it's been a really weird year for Golden State. Or it's turned out to be a really weird year. So much like the East, I went back and forth on this a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, well, it's the Warriors. But then I'm like, but the Rockets have been so good this season. But it's the Warriors. But, like I said, I got to go with the proven commodity, and that's the Golden State Warriors, especially when Chris Paul and James Harden kind of have a Toronto Raptors complex going where they do great in the regular season and then playoff times they just, like, disappear. Um, so I'm going to have to just go with the Warriors because until someone dethrones the champs, you got to roll with them. So so that leaves me with a Warriors-Cavs NBA Finals matchup, leaves you with a Cavs-Rockets matchup. Mm-hmm. Who's coming out of it? Who's taking it? The West, of course. Yeah. Rock- mean, Rockets are going to beat the Cavs. Whoever Warriors wins the beat West the Cavs. is going to win. Warriors, Warriors will beat the Cavs. Rockets would beat the Cavs. Portland might be, would, could maybe beat the Cavs. Jazz could beat the Cavs, honestly. Who was it that was oh, saying? Playoff run, though. I don't know. Oh, it was Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless was like, the Jazz would beat the Cavs in the, fi- the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, Cavs just have to be there because I just like, by, by rule, there has to be a team from the other conference. Yeah. The Warriors-Rockets... Western Conference Finals is, is going to be the real NBA yeah. Finals. It's the real championship. Who's the Finals MVP though? Then from the Rockets, not James Harden. Oh, who? I feel like it's going to be a lot like the Golden State year where Curry Andre wins goes. the MVP and then Iguodala. Yeah. So you're going with Luke and Bamute? No, MVP? I'm actually going to go with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is going to shove the haters and wow. have probably three really good. <laughs> performances in the finals but two of them will be really like outstanding you're like dang Chris Paul's really got a chip on his shoulder he's really out here trying to prove some the Rockets are just so perfectly built to beat the Cavs because you have Mbamote you have PJ Tucker who can contain I'm not going to say stop or D up LeBron but can contain LeBron to some extent and then the Cavs defense is so porous and the Houston Rockets offense puts up 140 games um, but since I don't have the Rockets in the finals, I got to go with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And so the Warriors are going to be the Cavs. And my finals MVP, I think this is the year Steph Curry does it. We've seen how the Warriors play without Steph. We've seen how valuable he is to this team. Um, and finally, Steph Curry doesn't have to go head up with um, Kyrie Irving and instead has to go up against George Hill, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson. Oh, man. He'll- so. You'll make light work of any of those guys. So I'm going to go Steph Curry, Finals MVP, Warriors, NBA champions for the third time in four years. Five. Yeah. Same thing. Like, I'll give Cleveland one. Like, LeBron can will them to victory once. But not not saying, like, they're going to be complete blowouts, but, like, Rockets and or Warriors would be able to hang on. Yeah. To anything like any of their best shots, the West, throw whoever them. comes out of the West is going to be raising a banner. Is the best. The West is the fall. best. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break and come back at you with our wrap up segments. All right, we're going to wrap it up today with we got Talmadge back with us. Oh, he's back. Been well, here. Yeah, he's he's ready to participate in this segment. Um, but yeah, we're going to kick it off with top threes part two. But rather than storylines from the regular season, we're going to talk about our top three storylines to look forward to in the NBA playoffs. So we'll kick it off Talmadge first. You want to go? Go ahead. We're just kidding. We don't say that anymore. What? We don't say go ahead anymore. How come? Uh, Michael Rappaport's dead to us. So. Oh. But yeah. go ahead. Go Michael ahead. Rapp- Michael Rappaport. Um, this is honestly... A- 
tough question about like what are the best storylines in the playoffs. <clears throat> I'm interested to see how the Philadelphia 76ers do. I've developed a, a nice hate for them. An infatuation? Because it's a... No, not even an infatuation. <laughs> just a hate. All right. Um, they're just like... I don't know. They're like the Eastern Conference rivals for the Jazz, and Embiid's kind of annoying, and Simmons is kind of annoying. And it seems like the rest of the NBA kind of hates the Sixers. So I'm interested to see how they perform in the playoffs. Tabo, your pick? Uh, yeah, Thomas kind of took mine. Just like how much, well, you how much three of them? So yeah, I'm like how much trust are we putting into the process? Like like I just said previously, there's a lot of different directions that the Sixers um could possibly go in. Like they could lose first round, or they could potentially go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Finals yeah, and like yeah, it'll be really very interesting to see kind of how they play out. So for me, that's a big storyline as well. So I'm going to go Warriors without Steph for the first round. Obviously, they haven't been playing too hot as of late without their all-star point guard. Um, but I did talk to some Warriors people this last week, and they told me that he could potentially return for a game three or four in the first round. If needs be. Depending on yeah, by on a needs basis of if they're tied up you know, 2-2 or down 2-1 and they could potentially bring him back during that first round. Um, obviously, if they make light work of the Spurs, you know, a 4-1, 4-0, then they wouldn't look to bring him back until the second round. But my second pick, I'm going to go a fun pick here, is the play of Tristan Thompson. Last season, he was absolutely terrible in the NBA Finals, got out-rebounded by Steph Curry. Now he has a cheating scandal with Khloe Kardashian, and she just gave birth to his baby yesterday. Yeah, and like, so a new baby, a cheating scandal, and the playoffs all going at once for Tristan Thompson, the Kardashian curse. Yeah, with the the cheating scandal, there's three women involved, and also one of them just came out saying that she all, she is also pregnant with Tristan's child. There you go. Will he get <laughs> out-rebounded by who's it, <coughs> Kyle Lowry this season or in the playoffs? We'll see. Maybe, it, probably. It could happen. Actually. It could definitely happen. All right, Tabo, your next pick. All right, um, for me, it's going to be, uh, I guess the title will be All That Jazz. You know, like Jazz have had um, a couple great uh, win streaks this season, and now this is everything that you've worked for, everything, you know, this is the goal that you're shooting for. Playoffs, big time. Can Donovan Mitchell still have great performances in the playoffs? Yes. Uh, we will see. <laughs> Obviously, that's what we hope for, and it'll be really cool to see. But, you know, are they for real, or is it just all that jazz? Tawa's turned into quite the little jazz supporter this season from the start of the year when he was actively rooting for the Denver Nuggets over the jazz in the first game of the season. Now he's like, hey, my boy, Donovan Mitchell. I was my boy. Well. I always tell he's Talmud, star- you guys. He's starting to use the we. To that. He's starting to use the we verb a little bit more. Get at you. Way to come around. Talmadge, your final two picks. Oh, final two. Gosh dang it. Um, I just had one in my mind, and then I forgot it. Uh, Kawhi. That's what it was. Kawhi Leonard. If he comes back? Yeah. I'm interested Pro- I to see mean, no. if he comes back. And <laughs> I'll tell you if, right now. If, if he doesn't come back, does the team fall apart? 
And does Kawhi demand a trade in the summer? Because I think there's a good chance if they get he swept, might demand a trade. If they get swept by... If they collapse. That's, like, if it's a, even if it's like a 4-1. Yeah. We'll see. I'm interested to see what happens with the Kawhi. I think that's part of the, the playoff storyline. Your well, last hey. one. Can you one more? I, will. Uh, I, just, I just saw an article recently how... Um, when interviewed, I mean, I guess I don't know how true the source is, but when interviewed, uh, San Antonio players felt uh, very strongly that Kawhi Leonard will most likely leave this summer. I would probably oh, agree. Jazz, no, there's a zero percent chance he comes to the Jazz. Why not? Why not? Tell me why not. The cap space. Unless you want to get rid of like Ingles and Favors and. So you can let Favor. You can let Favors walk. Even if they let Favors walk, and you, you'd have to get rid of Joe. You'd likely get, have to not be able. You wouldn't be able to. Stupid Burks contract. You somehow. would not be able to resign Exum. You could sign Exum again, unless he's going to sign with Look, you for the two Burks million. contract is the biggest problem, and you can get rid of Favors. You can let Favors walk, and Ingles. Ingles is fine. They can make it work. Anyways, I don't know, you'd have to lose a lot of guys. Look, it's a, it's a to make it thing. work. Anyways, my last storyline is because I've, I'm, I went biased on my last like three storyline pick. I'm gonna go biased on my last one. I'm interested to see Rodney playoff hood. <laughs> see oh, what, bad. what kind of bum he is. Yeah, because he's a bum. Yeah, agreed. Tabo, your last pick. Uh, you already touched on it as well, but um, the Warriors limping to the finish line, uh, seeing if. Steph Curry, like if he'll need to come back in the middle of the first series or if it'll be a smooth transition into the second series and if they can pick up with that chemistry and just uh, right from the get-go, just start running, you know, running over teams or if there'll be like some chemistry problems and if they'll take him a couple games to really get it going and then the Rockets can just find them at a very vulnerable state and be able to beat the Warriors in six or something. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Just that'll be interesting to see how the Warriors will react to limping to the playoffs. Finals. <laughs> um, my last one is going to be a potential Portland Warriors matchup in the second round. Obviously, Portland has been fantastic all season long. Nurkic, McCollum, Damian Lillard, even guys like Al Farouk Aminu have been solid for the Blazers this season. And if they happen to catch the war, if the Warriors continue to limp through this first round against the Spurs, winning six, maybe even seven, and then they catch Steph right as he's returning, isn't completely got his sea legs back. Um, if the war, if the th- or not the Thunder, if the Trailblazers would be able to challenge the Warriors in the second round, I'm interested to see how that would work out. But we're gonna move on because Talmadge is antsy; he's ready to close it out. This one's a new, it's not an actual like segment we do, but right or wrong. So I went back this morning and I listened to our NBA preview episode we did for our podcast. And I made a list of some times where we were wrong, in some cases very, very, very wrong, and also some times where we were right. So, But I'm going to give you guys a grace period here. Like a guardian angel, I'm going to give you a second to own up to mistakes that you remember making and then I'm just going to rattle you off some mistakes that were some severe mistakes that were made. I think I said Golden State would be number one 
they're number two, so I'm not too big about that. Yeah. I didn't count any like that, like where it was seeding was off by one. I know you're up in arms about me saying the Cavs were going to be the number one seed. I guess I said that, and so yeah. I was wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's the first one on the wrong list. We Actually, all three of us picked Cavs as the one seed in the East. So, so we were all hell, very wrong. Whatever. What other things? So give me a hint in terms of like what things we talked about. We talked about awards, and then we listed the eight playoff teams from the East and the eight playoff teams from the West. Oh, oh, my playoff teams were wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought Denver was going to make it. I remember calling them make, making it. But that's like not far off. Like they yeah, I was close. Made it if they won uh, last night. But who else is the? Oh, I oh oh oh. Tyler wants some answers. I, I so I need to admit up to this one. No, this is the one last one that I'm going okay. to admit up before Hunter He's goes into it. This is his day I repentance. said that the Grizzlies were going to make the playoffs, yes, you and did they say were not the even close. You said the Grizzlies were going to make the playoffs. Okay, you ready? I'm going to go. Here's where we were right first, because these ones are less fun. Um, I said Bradley Beal wouldn't be an all-star, which he was, so props. Thank you for your applause. Uh, me and Tabo both had Miami at the sixth seed, which is exactly where they ended up. Uh, Talmadge picked Houston to finish second, which was closer than any of us, because hand up, here's my day of reckoning. I said that Houston was going to be a six seed and that their bench was going to be terrible. So my bad, everyone. Um, Madge picked the Clippers to miss the playoffs, which they did, so he was right. We all said Rudy Gobert would be defensive player of the year, and by the looks of it, he was going to be. Now here's two good ones, ones that weren't, were no here's two ones that were right that like were like some hot takes talmage said kuzma would have a better rookie season than lonzo ball which he did and i said that the jazz would make the playoffs and everyone else picked them to miss them so but the far more fun part where we were wrong so i already talked about how cleveland we all picked cleveland to be number one and they finished four so like not terrible but not ideal me and Talmadge both picked Washington Wizards at the number two seed and said that they would advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they ended up being the eight seed, and they're going to lose in the first round of Toronto. That's tight. Uh, Talmadge went Bucks at three. I had the Bucks at four. They ended up being seven. Again, me and Talmadge, again, me and Talmadge both had Toronto at the five seed, and they ended up being the number one seed. None of us picked Indiana to make the playoffs, and yet they finished fifth. I said Washington had the best chance to advance to the finals other than Cleveland out of the Eastern Conference Finals, which was terrible. I had the, I, a lot of these were me. I had the Clippers at the four seed, which they weren't super far out of the four seed, but they failed to make the playoffs by like two games. Like if they would have won two. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy <coughs> how the West turned out. Um, here's some good ones. This is when they I highlighted ones that were really bad. Uh, Talmadge said that Anthony Davis would request a trade and end up in Boston. Uh, <laughs> I said that Tom Thibodeau would be the coach of the year, <laughs> which was the furthest thing from the truth. He probably should have been fired. Um, this is one that you started to own up to. Uh, Talmadge picked Memphis to be the five seed in the Western Conference and then got mad at me for saying that they would miss the playoffs. And then he went on to say that Memphis added good role players and named Mario Chalmers as one of those role players. And while I called them the King's trash pile, uh, they won 22 games. <laughs> well, that's that's been slightly, slightly twisted because they were good at the beginning of the year. They started like 
like two, Conley was gone, and then they decided they weren't going to play Gasol anymore, really. Yeah. And but like, still, it all, the way it all ended up was funny about how you were adamant they were. I was absolutely wrong. Um, I think it now. This one I already owned up to. I said the Rockets had no bench and that they would finish sixth. <laughs> um, but here's a really bad one. <laughs> Talmadge said he loved what he saw from the Orlando Magic and that they'd be a sixth seed in the East. They won 25 games and they fired their coach last night. Yeet. So that was us. That was our NBA. That was our own grading system. You didn't say anything about me, like, ever. Because when, you we don't did take our, hot takes. when we did our... No. When we did our NBA preview... Tabo didn't very contribute very much. It was mostly a back and forth between me and Talmadge where we listed all our teams and occasionally we would like be like, Tabo, like, who do you think is the sixth seed? And he'd be like, Do you guys remember Miami beginning podcast, I said a name for each like No you didn't. I listened back to it. No. Do you remember beginning only like two teams each? Do you remember beginning season Orlando Magic? They were like exciting. They were like winning games. And then they just lost like thirty and in a Aaron row. Aaron Gordon was out of his mind and yeah. I don't even know what happened. They completely but just your two picks imploded. Of, your two picks of Memphis being the fifth seed and Orlando being a sixth seed. And if you combined their two records, I think, I think if, if you combined was, their wins, they would not have been a Western Conference playoff. I think if Conley was healthy, that Memphis would have been close to like a Clippers team. But I think they're, they, they, I think it collapsed and they absolutely like forced it to collapse after a while. But they're just like everyone on that team, other than Gasol and Conley and Tyreek Evans, just ended up being so bad. It's really sad Tyreek Evans didn't end up getting traded to a team that actually made. They were like, oh, we're not, he was on. A, yeah, that was one. Of, that's another baffling thing that no one talks about of how they were going to trade him. They didn't get a first round pick that they wanted, so they didn't trade him, and he's on a one year deal. But then they just didn't play him for the rest of the season. So why would you not get like a second round pick in return? Yeah, yeah. No, well, low key. People, that's why people they, should and, be talking about how the Grizzlies organization is trash. That's why they won twenty two games. So, but we're gonna do take a quick break. Well, no, we're done. done. We're over. Tabo, thanks for listening to Sports Take. Round of Here's the your troops. Outro time. Yeah, make sure you uh, make sure to go like us and uh, subscribe. Follow to, us on Instagram. To, Follow yeah, us on Twitter. You can find us on all like the social media. Facebook. Not we're not on WhatsApp, we're not on Tumblr. Yeah, we're not on Pinterest. I don't, I don't think you, we're not you? on Tinder. But we are. Oh, on, but we are on LinkedIn. Marketing though. idea. We should start a Tinder and just start swiping. If you find us on Tinder, people. swipe right because if we create the profile. That's as, right. If we create the profile as a girl, and then just try to match with like a bunch of dudes that like sports. Sports. Really weird, but that's a, just like, hey, it's a really good idea. We're not idea. chicks. We're a bunch of dudes, but go. Podcast. Sorry for yeah. upsetting you, but mm-hmm. do we need advertising anymore? Everybody she doesn't want slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, it's so long. You've been inside, know you like to lay low. I've been people what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl, everything paid for. First, last phone, bill, car, no cable. With your phone out, gotta hit them angles. With your phone out, snapping like you Fable. And you're showing off, but it's alright. And you're showing off, but it's alright. It's a short life. Without a follow, without a mention You really piping up on these 
you gotta be nice for what to these I understand, you got a hundred bands, you got a baby bands, you got some bad friends, high school pics, you was even bad then, you ain't stressing off no lover in the past tense, you already had them, work at 8 a.m., finish round five, all down, you don't see them outside, yeah, they don't really be the same offline, you know dog days, you know hard times, doing overtime, for the last month, Saturday, call the girls, get them gassed up, gotta hit the club, gotta make that jump, gotta hit But it's alright, and you're showing off, but it's alright, it's a short life.